Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. Have a, a much-needed corporate update, one from Monera Alamos and President Mr. Doug Ramshaw. Uh, Monera published an operations update yesterday to the market, and I have to admit it was some of the best trading that that uh, equity has seen in quite some time, and uh Hence the smile on Doug's face. We can say smile now because people can see your smile, Doug, now that we're recording video. But welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Trevor. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, I mean, it was... Uh, the day kind of played out as I thought, to be honest. I mean, it, was, it wasn't just the operations update. It was our Q2 financials. And we'd, you can guide as much as possible that, you know, the first half is going to be weak and the second half things will pick up. But you still are going to have shareholders that haven't picked up on that, missed mm-hmm. it, missed an interview I did, hadn't read a press release. Um, and so they get that kind of sticker shock initially. And I think that's what we saw at the beginning of the day. And I was very comforted that people saw the the upside that that outlook presented. Um, and the inflection point between first half operating performance and what we expect to be a stronger second half. So that message, I think, rang true. And we saw uh yeah very healthy um uh, buying organic buying coming in um and quite aggressive at times which was not something you tend to see in this this kind of forlorn gold tape uh, not just a monero issue a, a sector wide issue so yeah it was a it was a, a good day i think as we can kind of put first half activities behind us and look forward to a, a good second half of the year in 2024 ahead yeah, I know the first half wasn't easy. It wasn't easy operationally, and it certainly wasn't easy managing the equity. Totally get that. Uh, us gold investors can be a mercurial type, if you may. Uh, but I think uh, the best way to summarize this shift uh, is really the the one the one graph you put in of the total material mined throughout. Uh, year to date. And now, obviously, September, you have an estimate on there. But you're looking to go from basically zero in January to 100,000 tons uh, in September. Uh, that's a gradual increase over time. A couple months there have been obviously been challenging. Uh, but I think that's a general uh, summary of the improvements being made at Santana. Now, I guess it's up to you to give us kind of the minutia of those improvements. What has taken place? Remind us what has taken place that has improved the operations thus far. That's going to put the company on the right track for the remainder of 2023. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was important to put that chart in. Um, and yeah, September should be about a hundred thousand tons, and uh, I think we're where we are in the the Nietzsche Norte pit, pretty good grade too. Um, July and August, I mean, matched everything we did through the first six months of the year. Um, and and that was really because we took prudent steps to to approach some development. A little bit of uh, ACDC in the background about to come in on my phone. I thought it was. Uh, it's, 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 I mean, on a good on a good trading day, you should listen to ACDC. Nobody's going to blame you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we there was, and we've we've talked about it. It seems to be past us now, and we don't see water as an issue where it had been an issue in the last year, in particular, as this this drought had really taken hold in terms of all local water sources. Um, you know, that's what happens after a few years of it. You really draw down the water tables. Um, and 
And so we, we focused on more developmental and infrastructure kind of work at site. As a result, the amount of mine material going on the pad was very limited, as that chart shows. Um, but we saw that uh, the situation had improved and, and is ongoing, improving, uh, so much so that we, we started pushing mining rates again. Um, they're not where we're, we're expecting them to go. I mean, this is not a 100,000 ton a month uh, type operation where that's where we want to be. Um, you know, the goal is to get it back to about 300,000 tons a month. Uh, that we expect to be able to achieve once we we put in a, a much needed uh, pad expansion down there that will allow us to aggressively mine the main Nicho zone, uh, something which will be highlighted in upcoming uh, resource statement um, that's been... Uh, that's, that's scheduled for next month. And that will, that will see us push up to the kinds of mining rates that allowed Santana last year to kind of push 5,000 5, ounces in a quarter, which, although it doesn't seem like much, I think in that quarter we got it up to 5,000 ounces. Um, it spat out $3 million in free cash. So it doesn't have to be a big operation to be very meaningful in terms of its cash generation. And that always goes back to my point we're about stacking ounces that make sense and make money. And so it was sensible and prudent to kind of slow things down at a point. It frustrated people, but I think they would be far more frustrated if we pushed mining rates and blew some giant hole on our balance sheet, and we weren't prepared to do that. So our balance sheet is still very clean. Um, it's 20 million of working capital, uh, 8.2 in cash as of June 30th. Uh, Another key takeaway in that release was, you know, we, we started spending a bit more money because we were uh, expecting after a, quite a period of time to start seeing uh, EVA refunds. EVA is a sales tax that's applied to a lot of things in Mexico and, and certainly on our operational spend and the build spend. So for the last 18 months, a whole bunch of stuff has been going through the audit process down in Mexico. Um, it's why you see tax receivables in our current assets and also our long-term assets. In total, they amount to about $9 million, and you kind of forget about them. It's kind of like an, a zero-interest-bearing savings account. And, you know, as you're in production, it's a lot easier to get those recoveries. It still takes time. But we got we received $2.5 million from the AMLO government um, on Monday. Um, and, you know, I thought it was important because... Whilst things have, in, in places in Mexico, slowed down, and certainly things have become harder at times, um, the wheels of business are turning, and EVA recoverables are paid to mining companies like any other industry. It's not like we're pariahs in, in Mexico, and I think it's important when some people are kind of thinking that Mexico is going to become another Venezuela. It's just simply not the case, and so we expect more EVA refunds before year-end. And that's allowed us to be a little bit more aggressive with some expiration spend and uh, and just planning for this expansion uh, uh, of the pad, which is a small capex. Uh, it's two, three million dollars to, to kind of triple pad capacity there. Um, all that uh, is definitely aided by the fact that we've had this nice kind of savings account on the balance sheet, which we're, we're now starting to see come through. And uh, uh, at a time where companies are struggling, needing money. I, I feel, again, it's one of those situations where we're in a, a 
blessed situation in this this gold tape that you know our, our funding requirements are uh are met by what we have right now and uh that's a that's a nice position to be in uh, you know what's interesting here and i think this goes to you know the benefits of the project and i was i remember reading the the snippet about the strip ratio uh, yesterday when this and you said approximately 25 percent of the mine material was crushed versus 75 percent being sent directly to the leach pad as run of mine i mean this is pretty incredible here now you've got a lot of exploration going on here uh with a, a number of different targets uh have you done any met work there at particularly zada and, and benjamin or benjamin and you know what is that what does that look like compared to the uh, to the rest of the project regarding the strip ratio? Yeah, I think most of our targets, from a strip ratio perspective, um, most of the targets are you know exposed at surface. I, I think strip, if if they if they have the goods, strip is going to be low. I mean, network, no, uh, there hasn't. Well, this is longer term planning around understanding what we've got. Benjamin is uh, is close to. Um, I think even part of the historical work at Benjamin falls into our resource update because we see it as an obvious satellite pipe. It's small right now, so we're kind of just trying to figure it out. Um, it's less of a pipe, more of a, a, a ridgeline, which uh, is, again, going to really help in terms of strip ratio. I mean, Nicho is the top of a hill. It helps with regard to... To, to strip ratio. So, no, the Met's not been done on them uh, yet. This is just really kind of understanding what we've got. Um, and these are just the, the, the first targets of many on the property. So the, the resource update, and our main focus is, is very much to do with, okay, what is the Nicho complex like? Is it something that can support, you know, six, seven, eight years of you know, even a modest 20, 25,000 ounce a year mine, because if that's the case, then that modest resource can probably support, you know, 60, 70 million dollars of free cash generation. Not bad for a uh, small resource at a, at a very low cost uh, mine build in terms of what you can do with that capital and reinvesting both exploration at Santana, but also other uh, projects within the group. So, um you know, I think uh, probably from a development point of view, you know, more drilling in time will focus on Benjamin just because it's close, close to, ne to the Nicho complex. Um, and, and then there's other targets we really want to get to as well, but they're a little further away. And so we were trying to, to look at the things that were closer to our existing pattern facilities uh, first. So th this was, this was as much about telling us what we have for long-term planning as it was in terms of, you know, informing the market, so to speak. I mean, we need to have two, three-year plans in, a, in, in mind when, when looking at these targets for, okay, where, where is, is there going to be a, a larger central pad facility or does a pipe support having a, uh, a smaller satellite pad associated with it and its location? All that comes into play now in terms of thinking what you would be doing two and three years out so um mm -hmm. i i hope that it informs us you know greatly from an internal perspective more than anything else uh -huh. 
Uh, it, it, it's hard to believe, <laughs> and even as uh, a shareholder of the company, that the maiden resource estimate for Santana is due this quarter, Q3, as you mentioned. Um, you know, give us kind of a, a rundown. Q3 is a long time. We talking weeks here, uh, maybe prior to Beaver Creek, Doug, or is this something that maybe be pushed out later in the quarter? No, well, I mean, we've only got one one month of this quarter left, so you know, in that regard, <laughs> so weeks, it's, weeks. <laughs> it's not. It's, I, I would argue it's weeks. It can't be months. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, you know, in a perfect world, um, there's a couple of things I'd like to just clear the decks on ahead of Beaver Creek, uh, because you don't want to be having a whole bunch of meetings and then only a week later being able to say, oh, this is what we'd like to have talked to you about in those meetings. So, you know, in a perfect world, you know, we'll see the resource out before Beaver Creek and also the long-awaited uh, Ceradoro funding partner named. Uh, that's, it, I, I, the frustration in shareholders is, is very interesting. I mean, yesterday I, I was dealing with you know, I, I could see on the chat rooms and whatever, a certain degree of toxicity. And it, it was it's quite, quite funny when the stock bounced because, you know, the whole mood changed and I get it. I mean, this whole gold tape in general has been pretty, pretty uh, depressing, whether it's in Monero stock or, or so many others. Um, it was amazing how finishing green seemed to shift people's mindset. Um, but you know, I, I've seen people talk about timelines missed and stuff, and sometimes that's us. Sometimes that's at, at us for very smart reasons, like we took a lot longer to secure additional surface rights for the Cerro Dorado project because it allowed us to effectively submit permit applications that would cover not just the base case, but something much bigger. And you do it all in one go, and then not having to go back at any, any point in time. So that's kind of on us, but it's a business decision. Then there are the ones which kind of just crushed my soul because we signed the term sheet for the funding package and with our funding partner. Um, and it was their term sheet and we were talking about a July 15th closing date. But when the lawyers get hold of things, it's amazing how things will drag and drag at times. So I know they're putting their work into it, but sometimes from a company perspective, you pull your hair out and you can obviously see how many lawyers I've had to deal with. Um, so, you know, that again, not just for us, but for our funding partner, I think we'd like to be able to get that closed again before Beaver Creek, because we want to be able to you know, point to the fact that it's closed, obviously, but also, you know, they want to show what they've just done. And we want to talk about our partner there. Um, and, and I, you know, so that's what we're pushing for, uh, for sure. Uh, I mean, the good news on that, as I said, in the press release, um, was it passed all technical due diligence in June. So this has really just been a legal, um, you know, ensuring a, a Canadian agreement is, you know, all the everything's valid and appropriate according to Mexican law and and stuff like that. But it really has been just drafting at this point. Um, now that that takes time, and also, it, you know, again, you just think, oh God, there's a little bit of extra money every time there's another cut on a legal document. But that's part of doing business. Um, so yeah, I think uh, yeah. both those hopefully we can have done by Beaver Creek. 
Okay, very good. I look forward to it because I think you and I, are, we actually have a meeting set up to do this once again. So we'll have a couple news items to chat about in a couple of weeks time here. Doug, I, my last question, let's just make it as simple as we can and then leave it at that. Is Santana uh, uh, on track? Is it in a better position now to deliver that vision that you've always had uh, that maybe was in jeopardy six months ago? Um, I don't think it was ever in jeopardy. Um, you know, I know some people thought the sky was falling and we never did. Um, so, you know, it might've appeared that way, but it really, there was never a sense in our mind that that was the case. Uh, in terms of being on track, well, we are, we have a better track ahead of us now, absolutely. And we'd always planned for that. Uh, we are extremely optimistic that the back and forth that has been going on for months now uh, should lead to the PAD amendment permit uh, uh, being uh, received sometime, hopefully it could. You know, we, we've been kind of internally thinking, well, it could drop any day, it wouldn't matter because it's, mm-hmm. it's a rainy season, you're not gonna construct that pad in the rainy season. But, uh, you know, uh, we are optimistic that as the rains subside, that permit amendment will come through and then we can really jack up Santana considerably. And I mean, from where we are now and where we will be in Q3, but I think be able to present Santana as a consistent, you know, spitting out five to 6,000 ounces a quarter producer next year, which is an absolute monumental shift, obviously, from where we've been this year. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I've had people question our operating team and, and stuff like that. And as someone that has backed our operating team with a lot of my own money, I have absolutely resolute in their their uh, experience and abilities down there, as well as our business model stay, being as smart now as it ever was. Um, but I realize that at the same time, we've also taxed people's patience with those kinds of statements. Um, I've just tended to back it up with my money. And because of certain news events coming up, obviously I'm blacked out right now. Otherwise I'd probably, um, you know, be, be doing more of the same. Um, maybe that's just getting reckless at this stage. I don't know, but it's honestly, it's the best way I can ever, uh, express my confidence in, in not just Santana, but Santana, Serador, the whole business model and, and, and the team we have that's delivering that business model. I'm, I'm just the, the orator of their lives. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I have been trying to pick away a little bit here and there the past couple of weeks. So I'm happy to see the action yesterday in trading and I'm excited to see you, uh, in a couple of weeks. We'll catch up again. Doug, thanks so much for your time and uh, congratulations on this update. And I know it was a long time coming. Six months probably felt like six years, but uh, it seems like it's on the right track. Thanks, Trevor. See you, in, uh, see you in Beaver Creek. Absolutely. That's your update from Monera Alamos, everybody. They trade on the TSX Venture with MAI. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.